Hello and welcome to the Eat Sleep Yoga podcast. Um, I'm your host Ruth Thomas and I help women feel strong and lead healthy and happy lives through yoga and lifestyle practices. And it's our 10th episode today so I'm super excited uh, to announce that I have a special guest on the podcast. Um, So I'd like to introduce you to Angie from Jessamine Life Coaching to you all. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi, Angie. Hi. So I met Angie, or me and Angie met. Um, I was running a wellness, a women's wellness retreat in Derbyshire um, about 18 months ago. Um, and I was looking for for a life coach um, as like a guest speaker to come in um, and do some some stuff um, with the with the guests on that retreat. Um, and yeah, and I, I just did a, a Google search really and I, and I came across um, Angie and yeah, it was perfect. She just fitted in. Yeah, you just fitted in perfect with what we what we wanted and, and everyone on the retreat loved her. And um, and we were there just, yeah, last month, I think, wasn't it? It was a month ago that we were, yeah, we were back together and, and Angie came on the retreat again and, and did another amazing session for us all. Um, and so I thought, oh, maybe I'll ask Angie if she would, yeah, be a, be a, um, our guest on the podcast. So, um, yeah, so today Angie's going to talk to us, um, going to have a little chat about um, what she does as a life coach. So, Angie, do you want to just introduce yourself and let people know what you do? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, as you already know, I'm Angie. Um, I've been a life coach for just over four years now. Um, in a previous life, I was an estate agent, which people don't like. Um, <laughs> although I enjoyed it, I was probably not particularly fulfilled. Um, and I was made redundant. So then I was left, oh, now what am I going to do? And I'd been, um, I'd attended some meditation workshops, um, trying, you know, trying to learn how to relax myself and as you do. Um, and that led to a, a law of attraction workshop, bizarrely, because that's what we did at the retreat, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and it was, what they were trying to do was to get you thinking of what you would like to do in your real, ideal life. If nothing was a problem to you, if nothing was holding you back, what would you like to do? And I found it quite a challenge, actually. But one of the things that came up was in my ideal life, I am running my own business, helping people. And I, I don't know where it came from, but it did. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just, we sort of dismissed it almost. Like, oh, you're an estate agent. What, how can that be a thing? But then when I was made redundant, I think I'd, I'd put this out to the universe and, and it started to become a thing. Um, so I looked into being a counsellor, but I was at the back of the queue when they handed out patience and the training for that was six years. <laughs> um, so life coaching came up, kept cropping up kept cropping up and I, I do work with the law of attraction a lot and I thought hmm, need to look at this um, and yeah so I trained qualified and set up my own business and the rest as they say is history. Ah, wow that's great yeah it's really uh, yeah really really interesting how people how sometimes like um, like being made redundant it's maybe you wouldn't have left that job, but then it's like a bit of a kick up the bum, isn't it? Sometimes that like yeah. you maybe wouldn't have chosen to leave, but um, 
you know, when you when you're forced to leave, suddenly you've got like a massive chance to change. Yeah, change the direction. It was that. It was like, right, okay, I could have gone and looked for another job in an estate agent and probably got one quite easily, but I didn't want to do that and something was drawing me. And I've always been sort of that friend, if you like, that people turn to for advice. And although life coaching isn't giving advice, it's, um, you know, I, I liked that being able to help people. And, and I'm also... I've always sort of questioned things with people and quite often in normal conversations I've, I've wanted to say, do, do you really think that? You know, but <laughs> in polite society, you know, but now as my job, I can say, what, you really think that? You know, <laughs> you know perfect. I, I love it. I really do enjoy it. Ah, yeah, it really from from meeting you as well it, you can tell that you really yeah you really enjoy it, it really shows that you yeah that you love um that you love what you do and so for people who um who, who maybe like maybe this is their first time hearing about life coaching although maybe they've heard about it um can you tell us what it is and actually today actually angie you posted something on your um on your social media about um <laughs> your client had said they thought like life coaching was for people who lived in LA and yes. like were advertisers and stuff. And I thought that was really good so yeah. you know if you could give us a bit of an idea of um of what life coaching is and then kind of what like what people like what type of people like who goes to life coaching that kind of thing that would be yeah well life coaching is sort of an all-encompassing term really and in its purest definition, if you like, it's a, a fo forward focused process um, that changes your mindset to one of positivity. Um, it's to improve your emotional well being, which also impacts on your physical well being. Um, and it's about discovering who you really are and what your values are. So we look at each area of your life. Um, you know, there's a process we go through, but I am quite, I work very intuitively, shall I say. So although we have a, a structure of, we'll have um, core identity week, we'll have values week, but we might have some other weeks slotted in, depending on the individual client, you know, it's it's a bespoke thing. And, and I tend to, as you probably gathered I do go off on the tangent sometimes but they're always <laughs> relevant <laughs> um, so yeah we look at each area of your life and we set goals um and it's it sort of helps with every, every aspect of your life really but it helps to boost your self-esteem if that's an issue you know we identify issues of what you want to work on and then work on them in particular but mm -hmm. it's self-esteem self-confidence um it, it's hard to to put into words what we do really and that's why yeah. I put that thing out on the social media because the actual effect although I will do similar things with each client the effect it has can be different for each one mm. which is interesting for me seeing yeah. things but seeing a different result yeah 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 that's really interesting and do you find um is there a certain type of person that goes or do you find there's people 
all different kinds of people that go for life coaching. That's interesting because when I started, I kind of got it into my head that I would be dealing with one certain type of a client, sort of typically me in a way, I suppose, uh-huh. middle-aged, um, children have grown up and gone, so you've got an empty nest, um, you've spent your life sort of looking after other people and, and not quite knowing now who you are, what you want to do, and that's who I thought I would be dealing with. And yes, yeah. I do get a lot of people like that, but I've had such a wide range. I mean, my youngest client was 16. Wow. Expecting. Yeah. Um, and she was she was initially struggling with anxiety and couldn't help get help from counsellors. So her mum came to me. And although I'm not I'm not a trained counsellor and I made that very clear, I felt it was important that she spoke to somebody rather than nobody. And mm-hmm. um, you know, she was sort of as teenagers are, you know, struggling with their identity, struggling with their sexuality. And we we worked through that. And that was really interesting for me. I mean, the language was was strange because they have a whole new language that I didn't understand. But my oldest client was in her 80s. Wow. And she absolutely loved it because she said she kind of never had the chance to explore herself, if you like. And also what I thought was very interesting was she'd never had anybody actually listen to her before, which is quite mm. sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is sad, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I have a lot of ladies sort of um, 30s, 40s, they've perhaps got young families or families, teenagers, you know, and I think as women... We do tend to give a lot of ourselves. Um, I know that's very stereotypical, and I'm sure there's gentlemen out there that do the same, but we do tend to take everything on. Um, so that work-life balance can be a challenge. Um, so, you know, we work with that. Um, I've got professional people who are wanting guidance and a lot of sort of stress management, which... Mm is not particularly life coaching, but I do anxiety management as well. So it all kind of dovetails together. Yeah. Um, I've got gentlemen, it's not just a ladies thing. I've got gentlemen too who come. Um, a lot of people come initially for Reiki because I'm, I'm a Reiki practitioner as well. Um, so a lot of people come initially for Reiki and then that kind of releases things within them that they want to talk to about so it leads nicely on to life coaching so it's for anybody really there's yeah. no certain person that it's for or you can't come because you're this or that yeah yeah that's great think it, there's an argument because they say in america don't they everybody goes to therapy yeah yeah it's so, a very like un-british thing isn't it to do yeah. to go and talk about your feelings or yeah yes. ask for help or something yeah and talk about yourself yes do it, do we? so yeah I, I do think a lot of people would benefit from it because you yeah. find out about you about yourself yeah 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 that's really that's really really interesting um and especially what you were saying about um about women and them kind of being like the queen of of multitasking and you know take on a lot of 
um a lot I see it a lot in yoga that people that women especially take on a lot of responsibilities and yeah. tasks and they're doing everything for everyone and then they become bottom of the their pile of priorities um and then when they do do something for themselves they then get like this guilt that they um have done something for themselves because they should be doing everything else for for everyone else so so i see that um a lot in yoga actually as well um yeah my, my grandma always used to say you can't pour from an empty cup and yeah that all the time in my sessions, you know, my clients get fed up of it, but you can't. And you know, yeah. you're in pain. They always say, if it, if there's a problem, put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes. Because you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you're quite right with the guilt thing. A lot of women feel guilty for taking time out or you know, asking for help with the children while they go off and do something. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's interesting, but life coaching helps you change that perspective and make you value yourself, I suppose. Because yeah. Because yourself first, you're not valuing yourself. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think it's a big one, actually, like self-worth, yeah. Um, I still think some people find like the whole self-love thing a bit cringy. Um, just not putting themselves first. I think that's a that's a massive a massive thing. Um, and and part of kind of the yogi lifestyle really, and, and all the stuff that kind of goes with yoga is is trying to um, if not improve, but kind of um, maintain and kind of buffer our our mental well-being. Really, you know we. We all come to yoga for different reasons, whether it's um, stress management or relaxation or like just an hour of self-care or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, so how how can um, like how can life coaching help women do that? How, how can it help with like kind of buffering them, their mental well-being and help them um, kind of live healthy and happy lives? How does it how can it help them with that? It helps you in a number of ways, really, and there's sort of a process that we go through. Um, but I think the main thing is it, it makes you find who you really are and what's important to you. And a lot, a lot of women, and, and this comes up so many times, is that we try to conform to what we think society expects from us. Um, and that's a lot of pressure. So, you know, you're supposed to go to work now. Years ago, women who had children didn't go to work, did they? But it's not probably possible in most cases, um, you know, financially. Um, but we're trying that busy, we're that busy trying to keep everybody else happy, but we don't keep ourselves happy. So what life coaching does is sort of turns that spotlight back on you. So what we would do in, in, if you say a traditional course, shall we say, I mean, I do, I do work very intuitively and I do tend to go off on whatever people need, but a basic course, we would start off doing a wheel of life. So you've probably heard of a wheel of life that, you know, they're on the internet a lot, but you, the client chooses eight areas of life that are important to them. 
quite often they can't think of that. Mm. You know, that takes some prompting. But it can be friends, family, uh, career, your home, uh, spirituality sometimes comes up, health mm -hmm. and well-being. But the client chooses those eight categories. And we then go on to score them as to where they are at this moment. So zero is absolutely rubbish. Five is the best it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And then each week we will look at that and it will vary from client to client. You know, what is perfect for them in that area will be different to everybody. Mm -hmm. But we realize, you know, what is that ideal going to look like and how are we going to get there? And we make plans and we set goals. Um, so there's accountability. So that's one really important thing with our coaching. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't just join and come along. It's like joining a gym. You know, apparently when you join a gym, you don't automatically lose weight. You have to go. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing, but I'm there to hold them accountable. They, they say, right, I'm going to do this by such and such a date. And that day comes like, well, have you done it? And why not? And it's not sort of beating you with a stick if you haven't. We look at why not, because there might be some blocks there that we need to remove. So it's looking at that with your wheel of life. We look at your values. And I love values week. It's, it's my favorite week. So <laughs> we all have values that are programmed into us from the day we're born, really, they're instilled into us by our parents, the education system, our life experiences, and there's negative ones and positive ones. So we identify them all and we score them all and see which is most important to you. And we score, look at the positives and the negatives and see if they're pulling against each other. Um, and if they are, if you're not living in accordance with your values, which are subconscious, so you don't know, until mm -hmm. you do the process, it can cause emotional issues, it can cause physical issues, and you don't even know why. So a good example of this was a lady that I'm currently working with, actually. We came to Values Week, and I have, if, if you come and see me, because I can do them over Zoom as well, the sessions, but I have these cards. So they look through the cards and choose which they want. And she looked at the love and affection one and put it on her no pile if you like and then she kept coming back to it and i said what why are you leaving that one she said i don't know she said, i'm not very i'm not very loving and affectionate no no i think i'll leave it and i just said look put it in if you're not sure put it in and let's mm. rank it it came out as her top value mm. number one value wow we then did negative values and her top negative value was fear of rejection. Ah. So it's the best I've ever had. I'm so excited about it. Um, her fear of rejection was stopping her fulfilling her number one need for love and affection. Wow. So and she, she had no idea about this until, <laughs> so this was all subconscious. She didn't have any idea about this until it was kind of known to her. Wow. She said in her friendship group, she was the one who didn't do hugs. You know, they all hugged each other. She didn't do hugs. She was renowned for not doing hugs. And now she does. You know, and 
it was a real light bulb moment and actually quite transformational for her. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, things like that where if you are not living in accordance with your values or if, even worse, you're pulling against them like that, you can be unhappy and not know why. Wow. And it's all in your subconscious. Wow. That's a good one. Um, yeah. We also do core identity. So, you know, like how uh, businesses have mission statements, if you like, mm-hmm. a statement for you. So who you are, what you are, and what do you want to live with? Do you want to live with adventure? Do you want to live with peace? Do you want to live with love? And that's a really, really good one. And then you pin it up on your fridge or you have it on your screensaver and you look at it every day and you say, yes, that's me. That's who I am. Wow. Um, and we look at limiting beliefs. Um you know, that little critic on your shoulder that we all have. Yeah. When you yeah. love to do that, it says, well, you're not clever enough for that. Yeah. You're not, enough, you're not thin enough. You know? Yeah. So we, yeah, we've all got that, haven't we? We've all yeah. got that little chatter that's like, oh, you can't, you can't do that because, yeah, someone's yeah. better than you at doing that. Or, oh, you're going to do that. But that person did that. The other, you know, there's always in any, you know, I don't think I've ever met anyone that hasn't had that little in the in the back of their mind that yeah, yeah. stops them stops them Which doing stuff their full potential so yeah sometimes we even name that critic you know we name them and then we tell them to shut up so yeah. that in turn increases your self-confidence because we we shut them up by giving her you know it's normally a female that's the critic we shut her up by giving her examples of why you can do it you know so we, we look at that so that in turn increases your self-confidence your self-esteem um and it's interesting with that because i ask people quite often to make a list of things that they are proud of about themselves or that they think they're good at and people really struggle with it because in society, it's it's frowned upon to be big-headed or arrogant, and that's what people see it as being. But, you know, if you're doing it to yourself in the privacy of your own house, it doesn't matter if you really blow your own trumpet sort of thing. So, yeah, that's always an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I, I try to um get people to do that as well about just, just um, appreciating, like, their little things. Yeah. um you know they're, they're little wins even if it's yeah. just like you know we're really crap aren't we at taking compliments like someone goes well that's a nice dress and then you're like oh, oh I've had it years or yeah. like oh it was only a tenner or you know all that kind of stuff we're, we're really yeah we're really terrible at taking compliments and and really good at like deflecting them like oh it's rubbish you know like we yeah we, we, we don't yeah it is um, yeah. In the critic, I always say to people, you know, don't say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to other people. Yes. You know, we look we look in the mirror, we get ready for a night out, we look in the mirror and say, Oh god, I look fat in this, or look at my hair, my hair's a mess, or I don't like my makeup. If your best friend walked in, having just got ready for a night out, you wouldn't say, Oh my yeah. god, you look dreadful tonight. You just wouldn't. Yeah. So no. why do you say it to yourself? 
exactly yeah yeah that's a really good one talking to yourself like you would a friend yeah that's a really good one because yeah. so it's really horrible to ourselves aren't we like we're really terrible to ourselves the things we say to ourselves can be horrible and and the, from a scientific point of view your brain believes everything you tell it mm. so you know it's like having a child isn't it if you always tell it it's naughty it could be naughty mm. so it, it yeah. is it's it's interesting yeah it's it's super super interesting i i love how um i love how kind of we're all we've all got the ability to to choose how we think and feel yeah we've all got that ability to do it and um but it just takes um you know sometimes it just takes us going to someone like you to kind of unlock that doesn't it like we're just all in autopilot all the time that sometimes it it takes um yeah it takes a little bit of a, a kick up the bum like we were talking about with your job to go oh yeah now I understand why I feel like this and why I act like this and why I'm always talking to myself like that but yeah. it does sometimes when, yeah um, once you do understand it and have a different perspective and uh, I love it when I get what uh, what I call the light bulb moment you know where I will ask a question or I will offer a, a viewpoint if you like because I don't give advice, I don't tell you what to do. You have answers, you know, only you know what can be right for you. So yeah. you have answers, but I kind of just ask a few questions and, and then they, quite often people just sit back and say, gosh, yeah, you're right, I've never thought about it like that. Mm. It changes. Yeah. Then, you know, people think it's got to be massive changes. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lady who um, came to me not quite knowing what was wrong, I suppose, but just feeling unfulfilled and unsettled. And, you know, she she was um, mid-30s, two young children, married, full-time job, you know, lots of juggling going on, lots of balls in the air. And actually, mm. it, it came out as we were talking that she had put off coming because she was frightened it would unlock bad things, I suppose, in ah. her. She would end up divorced. And ah. we looked at things, and actually her relationship is flourishing. So, because gratitude is a massive thing, and I know mm -hmm. in yoga you, you sort of focus on things like that, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gratitude. Um, so instead of focusing on, in this case, what her husband didn't do, she started focusing on what he did do. A whole, just a different perspective. Yeah. And, um, she was sort of full of resentment and, and dazzled as well. Yeah. But we, we realised she was holding on to everything so tight because she felt she was the only person who could do it instead of delegating things and so we've looked at that and now she's having more fun with her husband she's having more fun with her children she's reduced her hours at work you wow. know it's not massive changes mm -hmm. so, and i think a lot of people can relate to that as well can't they there's probably people listening thinking oh yeah actually like yeah i, I probably feel the same way like when you when you do tend to take a lot on and then um and then you start maybe thinking oh well actually 
you know, my husband or whatever it is, partner, kids, they don't do anything and I and I bear the load and then and then little things start adding up then, don't they, where anything yeah. starts to annoy you about them and you get more angry and you get more resentment and then it all builds up inside. So I imagine quite a few people now are actually thinking, Oh yeah, this actually resonates with me. Like I'm in this yeah, I'm in this situation now where I'm not really sure um, yeah. where to go. Well, we realised with that that not only was she focusing on what he didn't do rather than what he did do, she was expecting him to read her mind <laughs> and know what she wanted doing. And when he didn't, she was just, you know, eaten up with, uh -huh, sort of thing. And, and he, but we also identified, actually, that a lot of it was to do with her wanting to be in control and feeling safe. So there's an element of that, you know, that if you, and also I do, I do quite, I mean, I can be, I'm always kind, I'm always kind, but I will always be blunt, you know, if, if I identify something. And sometimes there's a very, very strong smell of burning martyr. You know, people, <laughs> and I say, what's that smell? You know, so you've, you've got to give people the chance. And, and we, I mean, that's, and isolated well, I think probably a lot of people do do think like that but it's just making those changes identifying things in you and you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be able to accept that you are not always right yes which can be hard yes um, but yeah and, and it's lovely for me when people go away and then they come back the next week and say, oh, this happened and this was so, and I reacted so differently. And when they're proud of themselves as well, because that comes oh. into it, people feel really proud of themselves. And I love yeah. That. Yeah. That's nice. That's a real perk of the job, I bet. It's, um, yeah. yeah, really nice. Really nice to see that. So if, if we've got people now that are resonating with, um, with maybe feeling like um, some of the people that you've described, or maybe they're feeling um a bit you know a bit lost and maybe they need a bit of of help with you know um mindset and 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 clarity on things like that what what would you say what should they look for um when they're like choosing a life coach you know um when they're choosing the right one for their needs is there any are there any red flags i suppose that we should be you know aware of <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> I think the, the most important thing is getting somebody that you like. Um, most life coaches offer a 30 minute sort of they call them different things, but discovery session or uh, initial consultation or whatever. And it, it actually works from both sides because as coaches, we have to be able to. Uh, connect with the client as well um, mm -hmm. especially I think it's probably different with business you know there's business coaches and some life coaches do personal and business so I tend to work just with personal things rather than yeah. business and I find that because I work intuitively it helps to have that connection so I would say look at social media profiles, websites, and just sort of have a look around. Make sure it's somebody that you think you would like. Then book a discovery call and see what they've got to say. Um, 
and see if you like it because not everybody likes the same thing and I might say something to somebody and they'll love it and I might say the same thing to somebody else and they'll think, oh, I don't like it all that much. You know, so it's finding somebody that fits with you. You've got to be a good fit. Yeah. Um, red flags. I would say having just spent quite a lot of time talking, I would say be wary of somebody who talks too much. <laughs> There's no such thing as talking too much on a podcast. Oh, that's okay though. I'm all right. I'm but make sure they are listening to you. And going back to that uh, elderly lady that I had, you know, it really made me think because I think as a society now we listen with the intention of having a, having a response. Mm-hmm. We're thinking what we're going to say back. Yeah, listening. And um, my dad used to say, "You've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. You should listen twice as much as you speak." So <laughs> I think that's quite good advice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, somebody who has the right approach to you, for you, should I say, and who listens and really listens to what you're saying, and you'll know that by how they respond, you know, whether they're actually addressing what you've raised. Um, I would also check pricing. I'll probably get shot down in flames for this, but (laughs) I, and this is purely my choices as my business, and obviously everybody else has their own choice, but I want life coaching to be affordable for everybody. And because I was coming on this podcast, I sort of didn't look, around a bit at what were the life coaches doing it's been quite interesting for me mm. just looked at the pricing and thought would I feel comfortable and it's back to this guilt thing as well isn't it people feel guilty spending on themselves as well as yep. time on themselves Definitely. so make sure it's at a price point that you feel comfortable with I would say paying more doesn't necessarily mean getting a better Yes. Yeah. It's more I was I was literally just about to say that like higher price doesn't mean better quality always. So no, yeah. Not yeah. always. Just with handbags. Because, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but yeah. So you know, look at that um and just see go with your gut feeling. Yeah. Go with your gut feeling. If somebody feels right, then they're right. You know. mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, life coaching doesn't have to be done person to person, you know, in person. I do lots of courses on Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. So you can do it virtually, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't have to be somebody within traveling distance of you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because last year, one lady who lived miles away from me. You know, when I came to your retreat? Yes. Well, you know, she lived miles away. She lived in another country. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Just find somebody that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that, like, resonates with you. And like you say, trusting your gut, I guess, is the the big one, isn't it? If it it feels right for you, then it, yeah, it probably is. And not just with life coaching, with everything in life. Yes. 
definitely yeah yeah for sure yeah so if um if you've piqued some interest if Angie's piqued your interest a little bit um Angie is there any is there anywhere can people start exploring life coaching further like is there is there any kind of resources like would you recommend any books or websites or anything I'm going to put Angie's Facebook and Instagram in the show notes of this so um you can all link to that on there but I don't know if you know of anything else Angie that might be good for for beginners or people who are new to new to life coaching the thing is with life coaching I think there's lots of self-help things out there that you can do and um you know certainly with the wheel of life that we talked about earlier you can do that yourself I do think that the very nature of life coaching is that you need that external perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the breakthroughs that I have come through me asking questions. And if, if you're doing it yourself, you've only got yourself for reference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've only got your own opinions and experiences and whatever. So you, I think you need that external input. Yeah. And you need it for motivation and you need it for accountability. Yes, so, yeah. You know, I'm... Sorry. That's right. I, I was just going to say, like, I was about to say the accountability thing, I think, is is a huge thing, isn't it? Because I think, especially in this, like, online world that we're in now, I think most of us have bought some kind of course or yeah. something online and never finished it because there's no one like breathing down your neck a bit to kind of keep you on it. Mm. Um, so that that having that accountability, I think, is, yeah, is a real, a real important one. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is it's not that I'm going to say, because I do set sort of homework, if you like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like you to look at this before next week or whatever. Um, but it's not a sort of like a stick. You, you yeah. know, you're going to be in trouble if you don't do it because <laughs> and, and everything. But life coaching is the, is the sort of process, as with anything in life, that you get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I had one lady in particular who she did come for life coaching, but it was based out of anxiety. She was crippled with anxiety, and I didn't realize, to my shame, I. She covered it very, very well. I didn't realise until we were a few weeks in exactly how crippling it was. Mm. Um, we were doing kind of a, a, a basic life coaching course, but we then addressed the anxiety as well. And that's been transformational for her. Wow. Um, you know, she couldn't even, we live um, near the A38, and she, she was a local client who came to me face to face. She couldn't drive to um, down the A38 to the local shopping centre because she was too anxious. And it was so lovely. She rang me one day from the shopping centre and said, guess what I've just done? And I love it. And I love sharing those wins with people. And I think this is important with the finding a life coach that you like because not only will they help you, but you will want to do what they say so that's extra motivation you know if they yes. say you should try doing this this and this if you like them it's human nature to want to please people so yeah. that's extra motivation to do it yeah and sharing those wins with somebody you know because quite often you can't 
with friends or family, you can't share quite the same things. Yeah. Whereas with me, she put me in and was like, oh, guess what I've done? Whereas probably most of her friends didn't know that she couldn't do it in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, with the family and the friends tie, there's always a bias, isn't there, as well? So someone completely out of the situation, whatever the situation might be, with a fresh kind of perspective on it, has a massive impact doesn't it it's not not just like telling your mum and dad and then then being like oh you know and they sort of like sort of oh you poor you kind of thing it's actually someone being completely separate from it um is is really helpful isn't it to have that yeah kind of yeah, a divide between yeah people you and know I and can, I can say things and people you know people can say things to me that they perhaps wouldn't say to their families and friends mm -hmm. if it's to do with friendships or relationships because you don't always you know if you've had a fallout with your husband you don't always want to go and tell your mum about it or you know, yeah and she think oh she'll think really bad of him and I don't yeah whereas I'm not going to judge anybody you know I don't judge anybody for anything but equally I can then say because if you're telling your mum or your friend she's going to say oh he was awful he was awful whereas mm -hmm. I can say to somebody well were you being really fair then or could he have meant this and you've misunderstood or yeah and it's that unbiased as you say unbiased yeah it's like impartial isn't it you're in the middle you you haven't got yeah you're not either way it's just yeah you're right down the middle and you've got yeah that unbiased um kind of view on it which yeah we don't get when we talk to people who who were involved with us somewhere or another so yeah it does it does make a um, a real big impact, definitely. That is the difference, you know, because one of my close friends, when I first started this, you know, when I told told her what I was training to be and what I was going to do, and she said, well, haven't we got friends? <laughs> well, probably, but they're not as good as me. <laughs> so, you know, but you, yeah, you, you, people will say things to me, and, you know, of course it's, completely confidential mm -hmm. and it's completely non-judgmental mm -hmm. which you don't very often get so yeah 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 that's great yeah that's really great just wrapping up then Angie any any advice or um encouragement that you could offer our little eat sleep yoga community um anyone that might be thinking about um trying some life coaching as a kind of a bit of personal development, anything? Yeah, I would just say, you know, don't rule yourself out. There doesn't have to be anything particularly wrong. You know, you, but if you are just feeling a bit demotivated or a bit stuck almost, and, you know, some people have said to me that their life was seemingly perfect, if you like. You know, they've got nice house, good job, nice family, but they just kind of felt, is this it? Is, is a bit of a summary of it. You know, if you're feeling, is this it? Then, you know, try it because it, it's a good way of, of finding out about yourself and improving your life, motivating yourself, and finding some direction and a more positive mindset, which can only make you feel happier. So, yeah, just give it a try. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you. That was, yeah, that was so interesting. Thank you. That was, um, yeah, I really, I really loved that chat. That was, um, that was brilliant. And thank you, actually. You were our first, you were our first podcast guest. Oh, 
I know, yeah, it's really just me. Do I get a badge? I'll send you a badge, yeah, I'll send you a badge. <laughs> but it's been, it's... Thank you, thank you very much for me, inviting me to. No, it's really great, class. thank it's you. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. It's, um, yeah, it's been a really, a really lovely chat. Thank you, and I, and I hope actually that it's inspired um, some of you to to have a look a little bit further into, you know, into life coaching as a way that, um, as a way of moving into a kind of healthier and and happier um, life. So, like I said, I will link um, Angie's um, social media in the show notes, so you can do that. Um, and I'll also link to it on um, on my social media as well. So if you if you see it on there, you can you can just click through onto that. But thank you for listening, everyone. As always, um, you know, I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. Um, like I say, I'll pop Angie's stuff in the show notes for it as well. So feel free to um, to follow her on social media, and you can get in contact with her as well. <laughs> So thanks everyone. Thanks Angie. Nice to have you on the podcast this uh, this evening. And yes, yeah, stay strong everyone. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye Angie. Bye. Bye.